Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Ian. So it's been a month since I did the previous episode, and this is obviously something I'm not happy about. I would like to have a more consistent presence, I guess, on the internet. But um, just I I would like to do this podcast much more often than this. It's just that since the the winter break,、um, there was a lot of catching up、uh, at work, and I'm not saying this to humble brag or anything. It's not something pleasant at all. But more than that, I think the truth is. And I'm being completely transparent here. I have had a quite low month, as in my mood has been quite low.、Um, in that, I just, I just, I just didn't have that much energy. I think、um, maybe it's the winter. Maybe it's how windy it's being every day, and just how. How you feel quite cold and you don't want to go out that much. It's as simple as that. It could be as simple as that. But I know that、um, for me personally, there are some extra things bothering me, which、um, could have been nothing to another person. It's just I have a really low tolerance for pain, mental or physical. And、uh, for me, any little disruption or little pain that comes in life, in my life. Could linger for a long time, and I tend to、um, just, just as you can tell probably from listening to the podcast,、um, I tend to just hold on to a thought for a long, long time, and it's difficult for me to just let go. And I, before I could、um, move on, or even you know maybe I never move on, but before I can move on to the next topic, <laughs> which is a tiny way of moving on. Uh, before I can move on to the next topic, I really need to have a、um, concrete or rational, a, a good reason for why the previous event happened, be it good or bad. So I'm constantly doing a lot of mental calculations, which、um, could be very, very taxing, mentally speaking, and all of these could be completely.、Um, Avoided if you, if you were of a different personality, if you had a different personality, or if you are、um, just wired differently. But for me, it's just something I can't avoid. So Mon,、uh, sorry, not Monday. January was this month where I just had a lot going on mentally. Not 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 in a bad way necessarily, but it's just draining. Very draining、um, in terms of energy levels. <laughs>、um, don't worry, I'm not depressed. It's just that it's just that sometimes I think in a way it, it's how life cope with mediocrity and banality itself, right?、Uh, in a way, you feel like yes, living in this modern world,、um, even when things sort of All end up being okay in the world in in the end,、um, at least for me.、Um, you sort of feel like, well, then what's the point if there's no conflict at all? And you sort, I think there's this mechanism in my mind where it tries to find fault when there isn't any to to be found, or it tries to、um, find the underlying cause, underlying reason for. 
something that seems quite benign so that in a way you got more stories to tell yourself you've got more things to think about and that your life seems to be uh, more flavorful than it really is so i think it's a biological response maybe um so enough of being so vague basically january i've been doing a lot of thinking and <laughs> that's the that's the gist of it uh which resulted in nothing um well actually one extra notebook which i which inspired the topic of today so let's start with the notebook um well this is the later part of the topic but the notebook i got is a new one called well it's called the Rodia Goal Book, which I got from Amazon, and it is what's called a bullet journal notebook, which I want to discuss later. No, no, don't, no, don't panic. <laughs> I'm not going to be talking about productivity and how to be just more organized or anything like that. Nothing as you can, nothing like that. As you can tell from my previous episodes, I'm not exactly an aggressive person, so it's not going to be an episode on you know, how to be a better person, how to be more productive. No. But this notebook was what sort of stimulated my ideas for this podcast. So I guess I should start with the, well, the general topic of the, well, the topic, the name of this episode. I'm going to call it the unreachability of technology. Um, and I, I just want to talk about how I have felt increasingly overwhelmed by modern technologies and how I think I am completely unprepared for the next few decades and um that shares uh, that 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 scares the shit out of me and I want to discuss this today so where should I start I think I want to start with a very a simple thing that annoys the hell out of me which is the um google's verification method where you know you have to click on something prove that you're not a robot you have to complete the puzzle find all the blocks or all the yeah all the blocks with the bicycle in it or something like that or you have to type in the numbers um and um i've always wanted to do analyzes or i always wanted to discuss this and not not necessarily to come up with a solution obviously that's not something i do if i have a solution if i had a solution i wouldn't be here recording this i would be doing a lot of work but um i've always wanted to talk about this it's always made me feel extremely bad extremely unworthy uh even um and it's a very existential level of feel uh, level of feeling so in other words it's a very strong kind of feeling whenever i feel unworthy after um trying to prove that i'm not a human to a fucking robot (laughs) it's the most ironic thing i think top three um in one's life you got to prove that you are a human to someone who is actually not a human and um well for one sometimes it's very difficult i could get things wrong especially the puzzles that ask you to identify you know to pick out all the parts with with a car or a traffic light or something like that i always miss something or you know try to identify 
uh, all the blocks that contain an image of a cat, something like that. It's it's not easy, and even the numbers, sometimes the number recognition ones, uh, are quite difficult. You know, trying to type out exactly what's written there, and every time. And often this is just a step、uh, for something that could be very stupid, which is another kind of barrier to something else that you really want to do, right? Every time I'm doing this, I feel like you know I've 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 already、um, stopped myself from using some services because they've had this this in、um, this this、uh, too much. Of this barrier to their service, right? If a company makes it extremely difficult to pass their you know, registration process, to pass this testing process, sometimes I think on occasions I've given up their services. But often I just deal with it and feel shitty about myself afterwards for being so stupid or being so unhuman.、Um, <laughs> so this is something I've thought about, right? It's just like. And and you've heard, I've listened to podcasts where they talk about how eventually or already they're doing this where、uh, Google's and other Google's Google well the Google's out there are、um, well they know your health better than you do they can detect that you've got this disease prior to yourself prior prior to yourself because of how you. Use technology differently, right? If you are having some sort of difficulty、uh, figuring out a simple puzzle, you know the verification type of puzzle, or the way you touch things on your touch screen、um, has changed. Maybe it's a sign of some sort of disease. I've this has been here for like a couple of years already. This kind of rumors or this kind of fact、um, has been there lingering, and yet it seems like no one's ever really dug into this at all. And it feels like we're just making the the world increasingly complicated when it's supposed to simplify our lives. The the technology,、um, me as a not so old person, already feels very challenged.、Um, already feel very challenged by these so called simple puzzles.、Um, how could、um, How could a fifty-something, seventy-something-year-old、um, deal with this in the day-to-day life? How could you expect them to keep up with the technology? I am genuinely baffled by this kind of design, and I feel like, as human beings, we gotta team up and find a better way to, to yes, to protect our data, whatever, but also to not feel dehumanized, to not make. Other people feel dehumanized in the process of getting a simple service, be it a bank service or anything online. You know, there's got to be a better way than this captcha thingy. Yeah, I think it's called captcha. So that's one. That's one. We. I guess that's the root of this kind. Of this topic, the unreachability of technology, where you just feel like.、Um, You just feel quite humiliated、um, when it's a completely redundant thing in your life. It's something that you don't need to do, you don't need to prove at all. But it's supposed to be a means to an end. But、um, somehow it's interfering、uh, with your day to day life. I, you have no idea how much time I spend trying to、um, register for an account just to get an online shopping done. Um, and then you have to pick like a very strong password. And how many times, even though you've you've saved multiple times your passwords, you just you just get them wrong somehow. And then it's just minutes and hours and days are wasted on this、um, sort of online security thing, right? And I I just think it's all the more 
ironic when the very fact that you have to go through all of these security processes make the hackers um well you, you're giving them more jobs to do and they the hackers are becoming div- uh, increasingly stronger and more capable precisely because we've made it more and more difficult but then it means that we're training the better ones out there i think that's my theory i've got no evidence of this but i'm thinking that because we've made things more and more secure on the surface in fact there are more more loopholes in the process and therefore there are more ways that a, a good hacker could hack into the system and at the same time you're just torturing the common human being who might even have a problem reading your um your letters and the and the alphabets sorry the alphabets and numbers on the on the recognition plate right so it's just i it, we got to think of something else other than this capture um uh, gimmick online um and just try to find something that benefits humanity um so that's one example where i feel that technology is has in, has become increasingly out of reach even for like a rather technically adept person like me um i just feel like the, if there's any invention the like, best invention in in the in this century should be something that has to do with cybersecurity that is actually going to simplify humans lives rather than complicating it and complicating our lives and making people feel bad about themselves um so that's my take another thing i want to talk about which is related to this is another example um is um the high-tech outdoor wares so I um I personally am a big big fan of just outdoor wares in general even though I don't do any outdoor activities at all. I mean, I used to cycle a lot when I was living in a village and I got no car and I um the buses are just non-existent. So I my only means of transportation was cycling. You could go back maybe 40 episodes you'll find me talking about this. Um so that w- there was a brief period of my life when I was researching a lot of like cycle, um, cycle wear, cycle gears, and just you know the outdoor scene a little bit and exploring these brands a little bit. Um, my personal, um, I'm I'm a person I'm personally a fan of of Fjordraven, the Swedish one, uh, which is known for the its Kanken backpacks. You know the the cute ones that are made for children but adults are using them i i personally do not have a kankum backpack because it's just it's just not my thing but i've got two or three bags now from fair raven even though i don't do any hiking um my personal uh love for outdoor brands i think it's just that it's not the idea of being outdoor i think it's the idea of um that you could just escape anytime you want right it's that you're not tied to anywhere and you have this wonderfully designed backpack um that's got a lot of magical pockets that um are telling you suggesting you in fact what these pockets are for and for if you're you know if you're hiking or going somewhere these there these are the pockets that that suggest to you what you could put in 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 the bag or in fact in your life and so I, I like the idea of the outdoor brand because of this you know it's just that a person and a backpack and a nice jacket 
uh, is probably set for life. That that's the that's the gist of it. Um, so I spend a lot of time just going on websites, checking out all the outdoor wares you could get, um, from backpacks to to your jackets to coats and all the materials related to them and what's the best uh, brand for a particular thing and just how many gimmicks you could you could have in your clothing for out for the outdoor right and this is another example of uh, the unreachability of technology because let's take the backpack for example you could have you know people could recommend this backpack with uh, and then they would they would talk about every single pocket and why they love this backpack. And you just there are just a million ways of designing a backpack. Um, they could, you know, I, I got one that's got some loops and hooks here and there. And I never I never understood them until I started trying them, putting things on the loops, putting things on the on the hooks. And then I realized how handy they are. And then. I was thinking, oh no, like some people know how to live in a way better than I do. They've designed this wonderful backpack with all of these compartments um, that you never thought you would need until you started using them. And um, that's sort of the irony as well. Um, on the one hand, you're happy that you have found this convenient thing um, with your tool. But on the other hand, the happiness shows precisely how ignorant or how um, uncivilized you are to start with, right? <laughs> it's like you are, you are, yeah, it's very, very ironic because you're simultaneously so smart to find a tool, but at the same time, you're being preached to by the tool itself on how to become a more um more uh, uh homo sapiens right um <laughs> wait in high school didn't we learn didn't we learn this this uh, right term for the first human beings who start using tool i have to look it up but you get my point um <laughs> so yeah it's very ironic because you are so smart to find this tool, but you it's the tool that's showing you how stupid you are. And it's its its in that, that moment that I get the exact same feeling as when I type the password wrong or if I didn't pass a security thing on the internet, right? It's exact same feeling in quality. Um, you just feel like, oh shit, the world is so overwhelming. A simple, a supposedly simple bag could be much more like much wiser than I am in a way. Um, like you're you're simultaneously elated to to really find something that works for you, but also um, completely let down at the same time. So so that is another area where I feel like oh man, like technology is just completely beyond my reach, right? Uh, related to that is uh, just jackets. The idea of oh, there's this material that makes it waterproof. There's this material that is waterproof, uh, repellent but not waterproof. The weight of the material, the durability of the material. There's just so many things. The technology that goes into a jacket, a winter jacket, be it a, a um, um, like a what like a rain jacket or like a winter. Uh, jacket, anything um, could have so much technology. 
And it's just it's just a bit disheartening to know that you are completely um, ignorant when it comes to this, right? So, um, so jackets and and um, what is it? Backpacks. But also,、um, as I was saying, the um, uh, bicycle stuff. So if you're into bicycle, you should know that.、Um, There are lots of things you could、um, put on your back、uh, on your bicycle, and there are just many fun,、um, funny, funnily shaped、um, bags or compartments that you could add to your bicycle, so so as to make your、um, journey a little bit easier. These things again are part of that. Oh, I didn't know that there are so many angles where you can stuck a bag on a bicycle, and the bicycle itself is also a very simple but complicated technology. Um, so these are all examples where you feel like you're just very very tiny compared to the tool you're using. All right, so enough. About the outdoor wares and tools,、um, back to the origin of this podcast, which is the bullet notebook. So, this again is another area that just just completely overwhelms me. There are lots of lots of、um, YouTube videos teaching you how to organize your life with a bullet notebook. It's just like. I didn't know you need instruction on how to use a paper notebook.、Um, sorry, it's called it's not called bullet notebook. It's called bullet journal, I believe. Yeah, bullet journal. Yeah. So basically, there are many instructions on how to use this, and normally they're dotted and they have numbers inside, and you're supposed to I don't know. Title it in a way, and you're supposed to use the、uh, table of contents for the notebook.、Um, and、uh, personally, what I got here, you've got the contents, and then which are like five, six pages of contents, and then you've got like a monthly summary. So one month, one column per month, thirty、um, or thirty-one days, and then you've got another. Blank monthly summary, and then you go into this this actual meat of the notebook, which is the dotted pages with the numbers. And okay, I was just, I I personally I like the dotted pages because I like how flexible it is, and I don't like it completely blank. If if it's not a journal, I write my journal in a completely blank notebook. But for like note taking, I like it to be dotted. So I bought this notebook primarily just for the dotted pages and the fact that it's from Rodia, so it's good for. Fountain pens, but I, I then I realized shit. It's a bullet journal. You're supposed to use it a particular way. I didn't dare to check out the videos on how exactly you could do it.、Um, but and I thought it's probably a very niche thing. But my friends are telling me about this, and then you're like, oh shit, you got to. This is a trend. This is something you have to uh, uh, think about, right?、Uh, so apparently, you got. I'm just reading reading it right now. You have to separate. Categories. You have to talk about,、uh, write about tasks, events, and notes. So, <laughs> I, I, I really don't know, and it just seems awfully, awfully complicated. And、um, 
obviously it's a big marketing scheme to make you believe that your good plain white notebook um is no not good enough but um yeah there was a period of my life when i was obsessed with note taking and that was high school which was almost 20 years ago um that's when i discovered the japanese campus notebooks where they've got like the dotted pages and a way that's like very fancy dots or something and you got to align each of your um like main points and you can you can just make it up so that it sort of feels like a word document with a title subtitle heading and things like that so i was very very religious with note taking in high school and i really enjoyed it but after that it was there was no time in life when i feel like i had to take that kind of religious note taking anymore and um so yes this is a new i feel like it's just to feed the vulnerable ego of adults who are no longer in school and they just need to feel they're productive or well, making some sort of goal or working towards a goal which is all right it's just that this is yet another example for me uh, of how the modern technology even something as simple as a notebook can get out of hand out of hand i'm saying <laughs> still this is a nice notebook i would recommend it for just general note taking it's got two uh what is it called bookmarks the two um strings to use as uh, bookmarks and then yeah the month monthly part um helps i'm not going to use the table of contents i'm not going to read this as a book in the future um it's a nice notebook let's just say it let's just leave it like uh, as that okay so another example of oh this is the real real um important one is the idea of well it's your phone settings so i i have well obviously the phone has become increasingly more complicated it is supposed to be smart but i i think it's not just smart it's smarter than me it's smarter than human a regular human being that's what i'm saying um as in they're just you just it's just too complicated now and for example the other day i was ah, i remember i was in ikea right I was trying to return an item and therefore I need to open up my IKEA app to find the online order receipt in the app but the um, barcode was a bit difficult to read so the um, the the worker there he just he actually took my phone he went to this very bizarre place and found the setting to make the contrast higher and like it's actually not a bizarre place it's actually you just click the the light setting a little bit harder than usual and then it will prompt the phone to open up a setting something like that well it's still quite a bizarre place anyway so this guy he was so good at the phone he just he just switched the contrast on and make it brighter so he could scan the barcode and i was so shocked i was thinking oh no what is this why do i not know about this function the setting of the phone i was feeling so ashamed again the same kind of feeling i got when i forgot my password when I cannot pass a online capture test, uh, when I um, discover a new compartment of my backpack that I never used before and I dismissed it and then I realized, shit, it's actually a good design. The setting moment, that on the phone, that moment was the same as all of these. It's the same exact part shameful, part amazed, and part overwhelmed feeling. And we have to invent a new word for that, you know. It's the word that describes 
how you feel that technology is um, unreachable, part shameful, part part um, amazed, and part overwhelmed. That is the feeling I had when he turned on the contrast of my phone. Um, <laughs> so, so, so that's one example. It's a very simple one, but there are a million of things that are on your phone. You just don't know they're there, but then once if you discover them. Um, accidentally or when you're trying to discover that function for a particular use you get amazed by just just how um how much the technology can do to your life so um and another one oh and another one is something i've been tinkering with recently on my iphone so it's called uh, an app called shortcuts on iphone and i remember it was pre-installed onto the phone and it was sort of on the home screen um um by default so i was i was i was um i was I just threw it in the bin or something like that. I was actually quite dismissive of the shortcut thing. I was thinking, oh my god, it's another Apple gimmick. But then the other day, I don't know why, I decided to play with it, and turns out to be, turns out to be a quite, quite an interesting function, which I'm yet to explore completely. But apparently, well, the logic is that it's sort of like a simple programming game you can do on your own phone which is that you could um you could program your phone in a way to you know you can personalize your phone in a way that makes it easier for you and you only so it's really about personalization so the shortcut app on your apple phone is this so you could say uh you could program it so that when you um say a particular phrase it can just um, send a screenshot to a particular person. You could say, um, send this, and then it would take a screenshot and send a message um, that includes a screenshot to a person that you choose. Um, something like that. That's an example. So instead of actually taking the screenshot, actually finding your contact, actually attaching the screenshot and hitting send, which is four actions, um, if you set up this shortcut um, for it to do that, um, you can just have one action instead. So, you know, you might want to do something very, very particular with your phone that involves like 10 actions and it's something quite routine that you do then it might be a good idea to set up this shortcut um for and and also in in the process of playing with this function i discovered that there are i accidentally triggered a lot of other functions um i discovered that you've got the if you got apple homepod or something like um, apple tv basically um, Apple has pre-installed um, background white noises in the phone um, and like fireplace or ocean or snow or something and it's just it's just so much fun and um, what I could do now is once I say hey Siri ring um, Siri will actually produce the <laughs> I accidentally triggered this function now. So yeah, you can you can program um, using the shortcut function to produce, you know, for Siri to play a particular song, but not just a particular song, 
um, to go to a particular white noise and just play it. And you can make it very, very interesting. Um, for example, maybe automatically play this kind of background noise, white noise at this time or... I don't know. There's just so many things. You can literally do anything you want with the shortcuts, uh, with any kind of combination. You can just simplify your phone life a lot more. But again, 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 the irony of this is that before you can simplify your life, you got to um, jump through all the hoops of you know, having a little bit of coding knowledge. Because I'm not joking. In the app, it actually uses language like if this, then that, or stop, or continue, or whatever. If you know any, you have any basic knowledge of modern computer programming, you would recognize that kind of knowledge. Sorry, you could you, you would recognize that kind of language. And for me, it's just going to give me a lot of headache thinking about it. But it's a real thing on your phone, if you have an iPhone. And you'll see just how much you can do with it and it's just a lot of work to set up something that would presumably make your life simpler so that's another example of the unreachability of technology it's just that yes understand that you're trying to make my life simpler but um before that happens i need to really challenge myself and learn a lot of things before i could really use the function and then in the process you feel so stupid of you know, not knowing what to do and how to program it properly. So that's another thing. And I was really, very really shocked when I discovered the shortcut um, app on my phone. Um, all right. So another simpler um, example of, of, of this is obviously the AI stuff that goes on in Spotify and other music apps where they definitely know you more than you you know yourself it's 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 very shocking how well they know your taste and you you didn't do anything and somehow your all your information has been out there in the universe and they've been returned back to to you regurgitated back to you in a completely new form just the imagery in itself is overwhelming just imagine this big monster in the universe just taking into all the slips of every human being on earth right sort of like the fortune cookie slip right and then they regurgitate this the all of the slips that you've been feeding it uh subconsciously or by just living without intentionally doing so and suddenly one day they could formulate and tabulate the whole person that's you and even tell you hey you might want to do this to improve yourself to 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 make yourself feel better to live better to be happier and it's just you just feel very dehumanized i think like it's again a big ironic thing where you are simultaneously enthralled by by modern ai you know, how much they could learn about you, but enthralled, but also just um, quite, quite horrified, I think, by the whole process of how much they know more about you than, than you know yourself, perhaps. And th- that's, that's something that is also uh, in this, under this umbrella of uh, unreachability of technology. So, what else? Yeah, so... Um, and I think this is definitely not a modern problem. I think, yeah, modern, but even with the simplest technology, as I said, the bullet journal, uh, or like a dishwasher or the installation of something the other day, you know, I sort sort of broke my, 
my washing machine, and I had to go online to check what the error code means. And it's just, it's just, I just feel like it's such a redundant step, right? I mean, maybe they didn't have to put it in codes; they could just, um, you know, if they didn't have the steps, how complicated can a washing machine be? I don't think that complicated. Something is blocked. Something is stuck. Something is out of power. That's about it. So perhaps we didn't have to program them to produce some sort of error code so that you have to be um, somehow computer literate and look things up, and then you can figure out how to how to solve how to how to fix your washing machine. Maybe there should be like a simple class when everyone reaches grade. You know, when they're ten years old or something, on how to operate washing machines, dishwashers, and simple home appliances. Because I guess kids by that by that age should be able to do some housework, right? Yes, that should be. It shouldn't be complicated. It should be in the standard school curriculum, where. Uh, just one or two hours, you know, thirty minutes on the washing machine, thirty minutes on the dishwasher, thirty minutes on stovetop, whatever, and just just have kids learn about these at school, and they might get interested and in trying to operate things and try themselves, try 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 to use them these themselves when they get home, and we don't need some stupid E O one E twelve E fourteen codes, right? It's things don't have to be though. Complicated, and then if the, if we really run into like a sophisticated problem with the washing machine, then guess what? Just call the call the mechanic. That's it. No more intermediary that pretends to make you make things easier, pretends to decode your life, pretends to make you feel enlightened. When in fact, the looking up of codes and the trying to solve it yourself, and and you can't still in the end, you most likely can't solve it yourself. You know, it's just a, like an extra step that's so so unnecessary. It's just like the capture codes. Um, instead, they should just put a big sticker on you know on on the very front of the washing machine. If you encounter a problem, call this. You know, everyone can dial a phone more or less, and that's it. End of end of the thing. You know, if the machine stops working, if it's making weird noises, forget about it. Just call. We should value human mechanics more than stupid coding E O one E O two and all that shit. So, <laughs> I know I'm getting oddly too excited about something that is probably not so important, but really this is something that has、um, been very triggering. It's just like I already feel bad enough that my my thing isn't working, my appliance isn't working, and then suddenly I have to learn some extra stuff about this kind of coding. And and surprisingly, it seems like the coding language is more or less universal. Like E O one all stands for the same kind of problem in all washing machines. It's just it's not even funny. <laughs> it's just it's just I don't even know how we human beings、um, have come to this place. Now the final example of the unreachability of technology, and this is a really big one, which is photoshopping and makeup. And this is another prime example of how I constantly feel overwhelmed.、Um, photoshopping.、Uh, enough said. You feel like. You are simultaneously both you, a better you, and someone that's completely not you. When your, let's say, portrait gets photoshopped for your passport or something like that, and you just feel like, what exactly happened? Yes, the broadly speaking, that's still me, but just fixing a little bit. 
here and there, you know, covering up the pimple, changing the color a little bit, you feel like a completely renewed person. And sometimes you become unrecognizable, you know, uh, same thing with makeup. And this is something that really has triggered me in the past. I feel like, oh my God, my lack of makeup skill has made me just so much behind <laughs> compared to all all other girls mostly who are so skilled with their makeup and you just feel it's not that you feel so ugly I feel like it's more sophisticated than that it's more like it's a feeling that there are some people who has a like a just better just more sophisticated way of, of living you know uh, that they have a way to to disguise their their mess here and there They're, they have a way to tweak their faces um in such a subtle way that make um makes them look prettier but still natural and you just feel so angry that you can't do, be as good as them when you know you're struggling with a simple eyeliner um and it's not completely not your fault it's just a stupid well the eyeliner company cannot produce an eyeliner that won't won't smudge and and yes of course these people who have mastered the art of makeup they probably have been doing this since they were 12 years old so they have probably found the perfect brand of makeup that works for their face and you've been not doing that when you were 12 and obviously it's too late to catch up if you're doing it 10 years later so you just feel like there's just so many emotions that come up when you see someone with the perfect makeup right you feel like oh no first of all you are just um um very raw unsophisticated as a person as a human being and second of all you just feel like you must be losing out on something uh you must be missing out on something when you don't know how to make that kind of do that kind of makeup and third you just you're just so curious about uh how you actually well look if you could properly apply makeup and there's just so many complicated emotions that come with this and the magic of makeup and photoshopping that is just another realm of uh unreachability of technology so what can I say you know <laughs> it's just every day I, I'm increasingly overwhelmed or rather there's always something new that overwhelms me even something as simple as cooking you add you use cumin for the very first time in your life you add a specific curry powder very first time in your life you feel like why did I not know about this 10 years ago but it's a slightly different topic because cooking is more of like an ancient art but what I've been talking about is more there there are more modern makeup maybe ancient but anyway the point is it's just it's just it's just too much work it's just too much hard work to live in a modern world when everyone else seems to have mastered something um in terms of technology and you feel like you you, you're so behind um in everything (laughs) so that is that is what I wanted to say today. Uh, I've got no solution um, to this other than living back, you know, a thousand years. But I bet if you were living a thousand years ago, same thing would happen. Like there, there, there must be technology in that era that is too overwhelming for you. And then some people just master them, some people don't. And I think that's probably the def- definition of intelligence. You know, I think the intelligent people are those who can master the 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 best tools in their lives um in their period of 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 time in their era and i think i think 
I think I'm definitely very much behind. You know, I can't, I can even get a capture wrong. So I'm just, and I can do makeup. I can get a capture wrong. I don't know how to use my phone. <laughs> I, I don't know how to fish a washer. I do not know how to cook. It's just, I don't even see the point of me living. So yes, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this big old complaining episode. But this is how I truly feel. I feel frustrated, and there's no one to blame. So therefore, I'm lashing out on onto all of you. I hope you've endured this this 44 minutes of complaint. Um, and I hope in not just not just endured. I hope you enjoy this. Um, I hope to see you very very soon. I've got a new plan in February, which I will not talk about because the. Best advice to、um, that I received last year was never share your plan with anyone else. This is actually a really great advice, which I'll remember forever. So, yes. So、uh, I guess I'll see you in February and have a nice winter. Thank you, everyone. Bye bye.